0: After playing twice, that you've got some unfinished business still because you had su- you had such a
1: blindside to leave here. Yes, but you know we're
0: we're gonna get right into them. We're gonna start with obviously. I think it's safe to say uh, you did not see yourself going home on Sunday night. You were literally talking to me about can I hunt the idol during the live round.
1: Yeah, I, I wouldn't say I was like completely. Feeling confident, but I felt good enough. I think when I started reading people's like, tribal responses, I know how Ian is, and you know, he was giving people compliments, but also trashing them at the same time, except for mine, he was very positive. And after reading Jen's, I was like, that sounds weird if we're trying to get Ian out here. Um, So I kind of had a feeling that it was potentially going that route, but I was like, just holding out hope that what I talked to people about was happening, but it still was on the back of my mind that I'm like, you know what, if I see one vote for me, it's definitely me going home. And the first one I saw, I was like, yeah, it's me.
0: Yeah, that's unfortunate. But, you know, obviously, we're we're very very sad to see you here. I mean, like I told you, um, the hosting staff. We were all literally like, you know, we were all like ready to like, you know, just just cry our eyes out in production. We were very sad because you were someone who, you know, you you have you, first of all, you're an old school orga like me. You've been doing this for way longer than you want to admit. Just like I am doing way longer than I want to admit. <laughs> and um, if there's anyone that embodies like the never give up attitude, the not over till it's over, like scratch claw, kick bite, tenacious, like will not quit, true grit kind of thing, especially in this series, it's definitely you. Um, you know, and I mean, it's something it seems like you really do embody. You are someone who just does not quit.
1: Yep, that's me.
0: And you definitely fought through a lot this season because even though you. I'm sure to your great relief didn't go to nearly as many tribal councils in the pre-merge. It seems like you never really felt like you had like rock solid footing for the entire pre-merge. And you seem to have found something with Jen. But then obviously she did what she did. And now you're sitting out here. But you still made it to ninth place, despite what well, you said many times in your confessional throughout this game. that you felt like you were in a decent position for the short term. But long term you may not have had it.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it, it's hard when, uh, obviously, pre-existing relationships and not being part of the or community for a while, for a few years, you know, you don't know how people's relationships have changed and who else they've met that are now playing. Where like someone who haven't they haven't talked to in five years, they may not care as much to. Help along or work with, um, and then also just not really being a part of any like big alliance. You know, I had a few like individual connections that I felt would carry me far, but nothing big enough that I ever felt comfortable that I knew what was happening. Because um, obviously, if there's like a group of ten people in a chat or eight or whatever, and you all say one thing, you feel more comfortable with that because if someone's lying, like they're lying to all eight, um, where if you're just in a chat with two other people, you know, the other, however many that are still in the game could have something else going on. Um, So yeah, never really getting people to want to form something bigger always had me nervous. So that, but that kept me also more, Attentive and trying to be as perceptive as possible because I was didn't really have that to fall back on.
0: Yeah, I mean, again, you you did you did impeccably with what you were given. Truly, um, you know, you definitely embodied again. If anyone embodies tenacity in this series, you know, it is you. Um, we'll start there and we'll get more into this season. But for those who maybe did not see your season. I know Dorothy talked about it in her interview if you listened to it, but we, we want to hear from your perspective, too. I mean, just how, how, how exhausting were both of your runs through this series? Because, I mean, to be fair, I don't think it half a road in your first season than you did by any stretch.
1: Yeah, the first time was definitely more frustrating for me. Um, one of those things where you, like, you can kind of see the future, similar to like covid it's like i know what you need to do to stop covid from being a horrible detriment to our country no one is doing it but i can only sit here and just watch everything fall apart and just hope i survive that's kind of how the first season felt for me um it was kind of like we need to communicate people need to be around we need to be more strategic in how we are approaching these challenges and every time i would show up to a challenge it it would be like how do these people function as individuals in society i don't understand um and then we just lose and lose and lose and um yeah it was hard having to choose between my close allies but i know like the mid swap is when i started to kind of see other things happening and I wanted to nip that in the bud before it be could become a problem for me in which I would be left in a position of vulnerability. So I took some control back by eliminating people that were closer to others than to myself, which allowed me to be in a position where I was in the power position and had to choose who was coming with me rather than hoping that I would be taken. Um, but yeah, that was the worst day ever doing that um however long i did it for endurance challenge knowing that jasmine was probably not going to do it at all um and that it was we were going to lose anyway and it was basically just fighting for survival and not really to bring us to the merge but just for one of us to not die um and yeah i i feel bad but i remember telling cody um i made it however many steps like 340 340 or whatever even though i made it to 341 so that way he would think i was done when i wasn't and then i think he only lasted a few before we were pretty close but yeah so i felt a little devious doing that but it was the only guarantee i had of surviving
0: I mean, and then know, obviously yeah, the I mean,
1: merge happened. Right. Yeah. And then um, lasted three rounds in the merge, but here we are.
0: Well, I mean, I wouldn't have say, had this great story. Well, you say it lasted three rounds in the merge if it's like not this accomplishment, but for context of the people, like you merged down nine to one. Like you still were able to squeak at surviving and nearly survived that Final Eight Tribal Council, and you probably would have made it to Final Five, Final Four had you done. So, like, I think you're underselling yourself a little bit there. Obviously, you didn't have nearly the same experience okay. here in terms of, like, bad luck with, with yeah. challenges. But the one note I want to make, too, about that experience, the reason I felt horrible for you as well is, I mean, I'm sure you noticed this season, it's a lot faster than your previous season. In Season 2, we had these tree meal days where we basically tell you what type of challenge it was, you know, you need whether you need to be there on time or not you literally would get 24 hours to plan and get yourself there and people still wouldn't show up. But I can only imagine.
1: Would, yeah.
0: And I myself, I'm a lot, you know, you and I are both that way. When we put ourselves towards something, you know, we, we very much dedicate everything we have to it, um, you know, because we want to do our best. And so, you know, I felt for you so much in that season, because even like, like I said, even with 24 hours notice, if the, if the event is live. You <laughs> yeah. You <need> <laughs> Your tribe never showed
1: up. No. It would be like five minutes after mail. I'm like, okay, who can be here for the live challenge at this time tomorrow? And it'd be crickets until the live challenge challenge. I'm like, well, I, I guess we're in just...
0: Interview, but he kind of mentioned, you know, when he started playing on, like, GeoCities and things like that, you know, we didn't, we had flip phones still. We didn't really have, like, smartphones. So, like, you have these meal days because, like, you kind of had to be, like, at your computer if you really wanted to feasibly compete. Um, like, how much faster is it now for you? Someone who also, like, I don't, I think your last game before this one was Euro 2, so it's little than five years since you played, how much faster is
1: the pace now than it was five years ago and then you know, 10 years ago? Yeah, it's definitely a lot faster. I wouldn't say from like five years ago, it didn't seem too bad, but definitely from like the OG, OG times. Uh, I remember like having days and days to just like chat with people and not having to deal with like an event every day it gives you time to like have your life and also dedicate to the challenges. Where now it's like you need to really dedicate the entire, the entirety of whatever the game you're playing is in order to succeed. Um, so that's definitely a huge difference. Not really having time off. Um, I mean, uh, in the pre-merge stages, if you win, then you do kind of have a day off. But if you're losing a lot, there's no days off. And um, if you are not around that's a huge detriment to your game
0: yeah but i mean you adapted very well and you made it to ninth place and you really uh you know you really weren't ever on the chopping block until you left um you know, i'm kind of wondering now we're getting into that um what do you think made jen flip on you do you see the merit in it do you think she made a big mistake you know what what do you think about how you ended up here do you feel like it was a mistake to send you home or do you think that she set herself up to maybe win this whole thing now
1: i think it's hard for me to say exactly i would have to ask her what her goal was because i think in survivor we especially people like us who are uber fans of the show uh, you know like keep things to yourself for the most part reveal some things um but I think, with working with people, uh, if her goal was to go far with me and go to the end, then I think I wish she would have revealed a little bit more. I'm not expecting or naive enough to believe she would tell me everything, um, knowing that she already had pre-existing bonds and relationships from her original tribe and pre-game. Um, but, like, you know, for example, like the round I voted for Adam. You know she came back and she was like, This was a mistake. Like, I can't believe people let this happen. Like, I wanted to get Adam to start to work with us. And it's like, Well, if you told me that before, I would have done something more to make sure that didn't happen. But since you didn't tell me that, how was I supposed to know that was your plan? Um, but if her plan was just to kind of keep her plans close to her chest and to figure it out as the game is progressing, then I think you did a great job. But if her plan was to bring me further then i think she could have done things like that differently by maybe giving me a little bit more
0: yeah definitely and that's one thing too you know the one thing i i couldn't help but notice especially in your final days here in in this game the one thing that seemed to truly frustrate and exasperate you more than anything is that people kept you out of Votes when you felt like it didn't make sense for them to. I'm talking about the carry the vote uh, and then like the Sue vote, even though they voted the right way on that. Um, you seem to really get frustrated with the fact that like people would run to people like Ian and Kaser over you. Uh, was I reading you correctly? Can you elaborate on that? Um, or am I reading you completely wrong?
1: Yeah, that's definitely correct. Uh... I can see why potentially on the carry boot because, um, well, maybe not. I, I, yeah. I kind of talked to Mira and it helped me understand a little bit why I may not have been trusted. Like I knew when I found out about the William vote, I didn't tell them. I mean, I did tell Sue because we were already talking about it. So I, in my head, I was like, at least kind of Sue knows why I feel like I can't tell people. And I told Dorothy immediately after the vote, like right after the deadline, I was like, I need to tell you something. I didn't vote the way I said, and this is why, and I am apologized, And she was like, I'm sorry, I also didn't vote the way I said. I was like, okay, well, here we go. This is clearly uh, a problem. Um, but me talking to Sue about it beforehand and kind of saying like, I was just yelled at telling one person about this vote and they said that they were worried I would tell Dorothy so I feel like if I do that then they're I'm proving them right and I'm really gonna be viewed as with them and be targeted for that reason so I kind of felt William's gonna go anyway and I'm like in my head I was like maybe I should just give her cryptic message like I hope you trust what I'm about to say, but don't play your idol if you were thinking about it. Cause I was wondering if Dorothy was going to play her idol just to be safe. And that was my one regret for that. Um, but it, I think I w- was weighing more on her not playing the idol. So I was like, okay, at least I can hopefully maybe still get information enough since I, they trusted me and saw that I didn't tell her, but then she did play the idol. So I was like, well, that's, done now anyway but then i was telling sue about how i was frustrated that i was had this whole plan to try to get numbers on this side so that we can take someone out from the other side but then nikki and jp were voting williams so i knew it was a lost cause and i just felt like dead in the water so i kind of felt like since sue knew that beforehand while it was happening that maybe she would have relayed that to Mira and Joaquin. Um, but I know when I talked to Mira, because she was getting frustrated with me as well. She was just like, I just want to talk to you about my trust issues with you. And we had this really great conversation. And I really appreciate her for that. Um, she was saying how like I would go to Joaquin and Sue a lot, but not for her. And when she would ask me something, I would be cagey so I can kind of get why they maybe not have trusted me. And I wish I was a little bit more open with Mira, but I don't like to reveal too much to too many people. So I I would always kind of start with Sue and Joaquin just because we had that working relationship-ish from our original tribe. So then I was like, if there's a go there, then I'll talk to Mira and -and so-and-so. But since it never happened, I never really went to Mira. And I always kind of assumed Sue would tell her anyway. So I kind of, in my head, I assumed that because I was talking to people on their side, that they would all collectively realize that I was trying to help them all collectively. Uh, So when that wasn't happening and they weren't telling me the votes i was just kind of like i don't know what else to do um because you can't go too far or help too much or else it could be spread or people can see that and target you for it so i wanted to like put in a little bit of an effort to try to get something going um but not too much where it would put a highlight on me. So maybe I should try tried a little bit harder or at least talked with Mira more openly and maybe all of them would have felt more comfortable.
0: Well, it's really hard in the moment. And like you said yourself, you know, it, it, information is a hot commodity in Survivor. You know, If you tell everyone everything then it doesn't actually catch up to you. But if you tell not enough people everything then people don't trust you. And it's a very hard, it's a very fine tightrope to walk especially in a situation where it's an All-Stars game like this. But I can also understand, you know, where Myra is coming from. But I will also maintain, you know, it's also a two-way street. You know, if she's not giving you any information, why why should she feel like you are – why should she yeah. feel entitled to get information from you? Exactly. Yeah, I mean, it's and, – and from what I remember from you, because we played, I mean, not to, again, age ourselves, I mean, can you survive literally a decade ago? <laughs> Um, you know, yeah. you were very much someone who kept it close to the vest, but I'm like, you know, even though we weren't on the same side, I felt like, okay, you know, when I did talk to you, I felt like, okay, you're shooting it relatively straight to me, despite the fact that, like, we're not remotely working together. In fact, we both constantly try to get each other out, but, like, you know, it's, it's the same thing where you, again, you can't tell everyone everything, but you also can't, you know, you also have to hope, though, that, like, people will see your intentions, and sometimes it's just, you know, to quote the great Bonnie Ray, it's like, you know, I can't make you love me if you don't kind of a deal. And it sounds Mm -hmm. like that's kind of what you were the victim of here, is that even though you showed your intentions, you showed a willingness to play with almost anybody who would would come your way, people seemed, at least from what you're saying, it sounds like people seemed very guarded with you.
1: Yeah, there's definitely, like, few people, uh, like JP and Jen, who I felt, I mean, I knew Jen wasn't telling me, everything but she was at least um, actively giving me information of what was happening at the time so she wasn't like revealing like who she was closest with all the time or stuff that she knew people had or didn't have but she would say this is where things are leaning towards now we need to figure out what we're going to do to make sure we can get through this so like that was enough for me to want to continue working with her. Um, And I always felt JP was genuine with me. And I just felt like we had like a similar mindset and position in the game. Um, But everyone else, it was just kind of like situational. Uh, So it was hard for me to tell with, and I think also with an all-star game you have so many different layers of relationships. So everyone's trying to protect their individual people, and it's never going to be on the same page. So the second you try to like sway things a different way, people get suspicious, and um, chaos ensues.
0: Yeah, although you know some some of us some of us thrive in chaos, though. So you know there is, yeah. there
1: is that to That's there also is
0: true. that to think about, but. Yeah, I mean, like I said, it, it was tough to watch because you definitely, you know, you saw what you kind of needed to do, and unfortunately a lot of people, you know, didn't didn't seem like they really wanted to play ball with you, but I'm kind of wondering maybe, you know, why do you think that was? I mean, do you think it was only pre-existing relationships to blame, or do you think there was something maybe you weren't doing that they were, like, maybe they were doing more small talk, or do you think, you know, were you more... Like let's get down to business, crack our knuckles, and do this was a combination because like you said, I mean you were you were active, you were on slack every day. I know you were definitely talking to everybody who would come your way, but yet it seemed like there were not a lot of people who really genuinely wanted to play ball with you, and I'm just wondering maybe wondering maybe why you think that's the case.
1: Um, it could be because I wasn't clear I think there was like a lot of clear sides and I was clearly trying not to be solidified onto a side so I'm not sure if that has something to do with it Um, people not knowing exactly where I stood I'm also I do keep things close to my chest so I don't reveal too much and I don't like to be the person that's actively like yo, let's get this together and let's like make this happen. I like to chat with people and see who I feel comfortable with and then try to get a gauge on who else they feel comfortable with so it eases naturally into an alliance or relationship where I think maybe a lot of people are like more in your face, get this going. Um, So that's why I think the few alliances I did have, it kind of formed naturally uh, as opposed to like just something that just happened because a strategic group needed to be formed. Um, So I probably didn't give off that vibe. Does that make sense?
0: You didn't give off the warm fuzzies and and that's okay. Um, Yeah. Not, not everyone does, you know, I'm very much, you know, the same way, especially because, and I think it, I mentioned it with Nikki. I don't know if you listened to her interview, but there's definitely, I mean, not to again, I've, I've been doing it a lot on the last few podcasts because like all the old school orders have been getting voted out in a row recently. Um, but I've kind of mentioned like, you know, the generation gap kind of deal, which does apply, I think, even in orgs, because even though we're not that much older than like some of the, or even in some cases younger than like some of the newer people, there's definitely like a new, like the the wave of people that came in at org is like post-2016 definitely approach the, the social game in particular in a way that I think is very unique and very, uh, very different from what, you know, people like you and I who have been on the scene since, you know, 2010. And before that, um, I think a lot more people, and I think Jen is a good example here because Jen is very, well, maybe you disagree with me, but even from a hosting perspective, I feel like Jen is one of those very much like all business, no personal kind of deals kind of people.
1: Yeah, she definitely is, but she has that uh, like sass that helps make it feel personal, even though what she's talking about is completely game-related and like to the point in, like, let's get this going.
0: Yeah, but I mean, I guess it was getting to, like, maybe it's just like a generation gap deal, because a lot of people, yeah. and not that the social game wasn't important, you know, in the quote-unquote old days or whatever, but there's definitely a heightened importance on it now than there used to be and there's definitely um like i, I struggle with it in every in, where it's like okay i gotta like turn off the game talk sometimes because these people really want to like shoot the shit and talk about like what they got from mcdonald's yesterday even though i could not give two shits about this i have to sit here yeah. you know act like i do um not that i don't like care about the people i meet but i think you get what i'm saying it's like ultimately yeah. you know I'm here for one thing and that's game advancement. And, you know, I think there is a divide with that and maybe you struggled with bridging it a little bit and that's all right. Um, but there's one relationship. I really, actually there's several relationships with you that I want to get into. Um, we've talked about Jen already. There's three more I really want to hit on because it was very, it was, it was confusing to me in some ways, interesting to me in others. And we'll start with, uh, We'll start with Adam because you told me yourself you found him annoying and you two truly seemed to mix, like, oil and water. Like, what did you think it was with you and Adam? Because you and Adam just did not seem to like each other.
1: Uh, I think with Adam, it was basically just I couldn't read him. I, and I think in my mind, uh, the first – interaction i had with him was when he was in the solo like merge tribe prior to the tribe pick um the last swap um so in my head i think i was like he's a one of the few people i haven't spoken to yet so he's an immediate easy target for me depending on how other people feel then like when i talked to him i was like actually i kind of like adam um i thought we had like a good conversation Um, and then he was moved to the other tribe and then when merge happened um, I like didn't get a chance to like talk to him too much and then at that point I think he I had heard he was trying to switch the vote to sue through other people um as then jen was kind of telling me if i was interested in that and i was like i'll do whatever i'm just interested to hear what's happening and i said who else would be involved and she's like well adam really wants this so he's pushing it um so but i didn't want to say yes until i heard from you and then that kind of got me like okay so maybe adam and jen are tight And then I started to, like a few minutes after that, Jen was like, hey, these are all the people that are willing to do Sue. I was like, that happened in like two minutes. So clearly there's something happening. And in my head, I think I just thought maybe Adam was at least linking people together that wasn't me because I was only hearing through Jen and not through him. Uh, So I was like, maybe he doesn't see a future relationship with me. since he didn't tell me this and i then i started to talk to the people who jen had mentioned was being part of the potential sue blindside and they were like yeah adam really is pushing this and i'm like yeah he has not talked to me about this at all so i think from there i just kind of in my head i was like okay that's someone that's ready to make decisions but not with me so in my head i think i just was ready to target him early compared to everyone else in the merge um but then i was trying to figure out who he was close with and how i could do that um then i would talk to him and he'd be like i'm so depressed today i'm upset then i would like try to like make him feel better and he would be like you know thank you so much for talking to me like i was feeling like down earlier but now i feel better and then I would talk to other people and they would be like, yeah, Adam's in a bad mood, but I made him feel better. I'm like, is this genuine or is he just being annoying? Like, I couldn't tell if he was like genuinely upset because like for me, like that's a genuine connect, like connection. So I was like, oh, I'm glad I was able to help Adam get through the day. Then to find out he just would say that to other people. And also I was just like, is this genuine? I can't tell if he's just always acting or this is just him having mood swings all the time. And then like, once I heard that he was being targeted, I was like, okay, well now that side wants to get rid of him. So maybe I could work with him. And I just kind of asked him like, Hey, did you still want to go after winners? He's like, I can't be bothered. I was like, okay. Um, So I'm just going to, I'm not going to like throw a name out to you then and risk that being leaked. So I'm just going to go see if other people are interested in keeping him, which no one was strong enough in doing so. And then obviously I voted him because that was the last I heard. And then he stayed. And I think from there, I just felt awkward and didn't know how to. I should apologize. I didn't feel like I have anything to apologize for. Cause that's what everyone literally said. Adam's ready to go. He's not into this. Uh, so I didn't like say, Hey, yo, it's you. Cause we didn't have that relationship. Um, but then, yeah, from there it was just awkward, like walking on eggshells. How do I approach him? Cause he's either like, Hey, I'm having a great day or like I'm miserable. I can't be bothered to do this challenge or to vote or I don't care who I vote for, uh, or he's just like happy, and it was just really hard for me to gauge which Adam I was going to get, and if I could ever trust him.
0: I mean, that's a pretty difficult thing to overcome, like in terms of being in a game of lies and deceit. With if you if you don't know what person you're, what version of a person you're getting on a on a day to day, I could see why you were kind of like, yeah, I'm just going to not touch this one with a ten foot pole because I probably feel. The same way, you know, if I was in your position, I was getting the similar kind of, you know, answers that you were. Um, the, there's two other relationships I really want to get in that you were with. And one of them, because of what you said in the jury house about it, you know, with your, your fellow Beneluxian, your season two winner, Tim, um, you know, you obviously, he won a five four zero vote in your season and you were one of his five uh, votes to win. This time though, you had him, I don't. I think you had him fifth on your jury list. You had him fifth and third. I think you said fifth. And I yeah. obviously you've dealt with him now. Just about the entire outside of the swap phase of Benelux, which is a, a, a phase of your life you probably don't like thinking about anyway. Yeah. Um. You dealt with him. You were with him on the original tribe. You were with him in the merge. You were with him uh, a few times pre-merge here, and then obviously you spent several weeks in this post-merge with Tim, your season two winner, you know, what exactly is your two's relationship? You do seem to respect each other as competitors, but you mentioned the jury that you probably don't see yourself voting for him this time.
1: Yeah, I think just with the other potential candidates to vote for, I don't see myself voting for him. I would never say no at this stage because I always want to give people the benefit of the doubt. And also, just to circle back to Adam, like even though I had mixed up and downs, I think I always take the positive as like that's what I will remember someone as. So all the positive conversations I had with Adam, I'm just gonna say that's who he is, and the other times were just not the his at his best. Um, but with Tim, it's kind of like, and like talking with Dorothy, who said the same thing. It's like he's doing the same thing he did in Benelux where he just complains and not really complains. That's not really the correct word, but just uh, whines and is a martyr. And when he doesn't have a right to be, um, it's kind of like being uh, like rich and like walking into like a poverty section and being like, uh, had so much to eat today i'm just like over it and it's like hello i'm starving over here um so he kind of has that like social strategic game which i think he goes too far with because it's like like the round where his name was tossed around and merge um he had so many people turn around and make sure that didn't happen. So then to him to kind of be like, oh, I'm so nervous. Like, no one likes me. I'm at the bottom. Uh, I got a vote last tribal. And it's like, dude, you just had, like, 30, 13 people, like, switch their vote to make sure you stayed, like, get over yourself. Like, I Meanwhile, I was not even in the loop. So um, you, you have no right to complain to me. Um, so it's just kind of like that mentality and, and it's I think like sim- similar thing with Dorothy I had a conversation with him and he was just like I wanted to work with you and Dorothy but in our last tribe things didn't go well and I couldn't tell if she liked me and I was like I can talk to her if you want me to and kind of get a gauge on what she's feeling and he was like yeah that would be great so I talked to Dorothy and she was like hate him nope So at that point, I was like, oh, maybe I just won't say anything to Tim. And if he asked me, I'll just kind of say, I'll figure it out when he asks me, but I'm not going to actively go and be like, yeah, she doesn't like you. Uh, So, but then like around he got votes, I didn't vote for him or he was supposed to get votes. I didn't vote for him. And I wasn't planning on it. I hadn't decided yet because it was still early. But then he comes to me and kind of like i told him i was like i knew about this william plan i just want to know like no hard feelings i understand why people might not have told me he's like well you, you were the one who like hurt my feelings by telling dorothy what i told you i was like why is this now my fault like i'm just trying to like extend an olive branch here you said you wanted to work with me I you lied to me, so now I'm just telling you no hard feelings. And then you flip it and turn it on to something I did, even though I told you I was going to talk to her about it. Um. And then it was just kind of turning into like, well, if you want to work with me, you owe me now. Uh, and I'm just like, I don't owe you shit. Uh, like,
0: wow. <laughs> I just I like that's how that he I is.
1: Don't. And then he and then he's like gone for exile for three rounds, comes back. And it's like i'm so nervous i haven't been gone which is understandable and i understand paranoia then he's like i have no one anymore and i'm like well i want to work with you i'm serious about that he's like good i want to work with you too then the entire day he's just like it's gonna be me isn't it it's gonna be me like you're fine as long as like me you and joaquin vote together then you're not going home so then for him to do that all day when he was planning on voting me anyway it was just kind of like what are you doing like i don't understand like I'm not actively asking you, are you sure you're keeping me and him having to lie? He's actively coming to me to say, I'm nervous, I'm leaving. And it's like, you know, very well, you're not like, stop doing this. So he just doesn't have that like empathy or like that cognizant, emotional cognizance to understand how that can be perceived from another perspective.
0: Yeah, and I mean, it's hard because, you know, I definitely understand the paranoia part of it where, you know, and I'm, and, I'm, and like, I know that you do too. Like, there's always that thing in the back of mind where it's like, oh God, everyone's lying to me. I'm about to get voted out just because, like, it's natural in a game of Survivor, but I can also understand, I mean, I'm assuming if Tim gets the final Tribal Council, you are going to be airing these grievances toward him. Yes. That will be interesting, for sure. And the other relationship... You know, if you listen to Dorothy's podcast, we talked about it from her end, but I want to, the, the relationship with you and Dorothy obviously spans five years and two seasons, and you had such an interesting dynamic the first time you played, and this time you guys seem to get along very, very well, even if you didn't have each other in, like, your long, you know, long-term plans. So, you know, I heard it from Dorothy, so, and I want to hear from you, like, what exactly, you know, was the relationship with Dorothy like, both in Benelux and, here um and was it sad for you to have to end up voting her out in the end or was it truly one of your goals to beat her this time
1: um so in benelux we didn't talk until um i was alone on exile and trying to get information from her about the people um that i was going to meet for the first time who already all knew each other um so i definitely saw her and even before talking to her I knew she was a threat just from the challenges. So like I am in every game I play, I'm always open to working with anyone. and never shut any doors and I never, uh, there's very few times where I'm like actively, like I'm not stopping until this person's out of the game. Like I may think that for one round and then re-evaluate based on whatever had just happened. Um, but I think she was just dead set. I think she was confident enough in her alliance at the time um, that she knew she didn't need me where I was just like, yo, anything can happen. If they see you as a threat, just like everyone on my tribe would never even talk to you who did, then you're fucked if um, you don't start like finding people that want to work with you and need to work with you. Um, But I think she was just very tunnel visioned and dead set on like, Natalie is someone who could be a potential bigger threat to win than me. So therefore she needs to go. And I think she never saw past that. Um, But I think obviously in hindsight from that game, she knew her mistake in that. So I think coming into this, we probably both realized we, Deserved better. And I think, similar to as I said with Jen, like you're only strong if you have other strong people with you. So I think we both respect each other and knew that working together, if the opportunity allowed itself, would make sense. So I was definitely on board for that. And I was sad to have to vote her out. I was not hoping or planning to vote her out in the early merge early game at all um, she is a threat so i knew i would have to at some point later down in the game but definitely not that early
0: Makes sense. and i'm
1: sad that that's how our journey ended but i am glad for natalie that she did last longer than her in this game
0: yeah, I mean, and like I said, I mentioned it with Dorothy, and I won't go too into it just because, like, you know, we want to talk about the Falcons and not Benelux, but I definitely, like, I brought that up with Dorothy where I mentioned, you know, I totally understood why, you know, she went after you those first two rounds of the merge where she felt like she was on top, she had the numbers and all that. Obviously, in that case, the thing that I really hit with her was, you know, after Bernie got voted out in Benelux, obviously she should have said, I was like, I'm surprised she didn't stop and go, hmm, Clearly, the relationships I thought I had weren't what I thought I had. You know, I'm probably very shortly going to be voted out, maybe even voted out this round. I should probably try to kiss and make up with Natalie now. Um, and I'm just like, I, I, just just for the record, like, did you ever bring that up to her from that time, like when you were playing that season? Did you kind of go, hey, you know, these people all just lie to you. Like, you know, we can could, we could yeah. use each other. Like, e- even if we're not taking each sure. other again, we could use each other.
1: Sure, I- yeah, I'm pretty sure I told her that before the round I was voted out. Um, so
0: you tried to I think that I conversation.
1: said. Yeah, I definitely had that conversation before I was voted out. I was like, hey, they b- took Bernie out because he was close to you. Um, so I think you need me. And I think she was like, I'm voting you out. I think her, she was really honest with me. She's like, I'm voting you out. And I was like, okay. So I didn't try <laughs> super hard because I was just like, this is my pitch. And she was like, I'm sorry, I'm voting you out. You're a huge threat. I was like, okay, cool. And then I tried to like rework other angles, but um, yeah, so she fun. definitely told me to my face that she was voting for me.
0: Yeah. And, and one last thing, and then we'll get back on the Balkans. If you had actually completed that arc and like come back from down nine to one and won all of Benelux, like, would that have been like your magnum opus in terms of, cause I know you've won games before, but would that be like, The one you stuck on your mantle, basically, because it would have been the story.
1: Oh, yeah. It would have been um, against all odds that I would have survived that entire time and won in the end. So if that did happen, it would have been my proudest moment.
0: Well, if there's anyone that I would have bet on to ever pull that off, Natalie, it is you. Because like I said, out of all the people who have ever played the series, you embody tenacity like nobody else. I mean ian may have a very unbreakable record right now he's played three times and so he's he's up to playing 46 rounds of euro survivor now which is an insane number if you think about yeah. it um well actually this is his 47th round because it's round 19 good god this game is long um <laughs> it's like kidding me mean, now like i hope you know the first like i was so pumped up and so excited to have all you guys come back because i think it says a lot about like this series out of the 40 people I cast 34 of them came back and I grabbed one replacement. So like 34 of the 40 people that I called back originally answered the call to come back here. So you guys all wanted this. I mean, um, but you know, like I'm kind of wondering now just on a more fun topic, like after your vote out of the Balkans, like did it hit you the second after you realized you were out? Like how exhausted were you by the end of it?
1: Yeah. I think it's as you said it's a long game so I think it's been going on for a long time that I kind of like was just I was getting accustomed to it um, But then once it ended I was like I don't have to worry about talking to people and I also was getting anxious about like I was like I actually make it further than I thought and I may actually make it to FTC there's a chance that happens and I have no idea how I'm going to like deal with answering 20 20- jury questions and i was like freaking out about that so then as soon as i was voted i was like oh, i don't have to worry about that because i was trying to think about how i was going to like do that while i was at work and uh I what the game was gonna do my opening mean. statement yeah and then like all the people i mean obviously as the game dwindles you don't have to talk to as many people but um
0: well most importantly i hope that you absolutely don't regret coming back here and ignoring your fiance for four months to do this. I hope that this was a great experience. for you.
1: It was, and it was nice, like throwback to like, I didn't look at any of the, um, aliases before I like planned to do that, like a few days before starting. And then I just never did. So I was like, Oh, I'll just figure out who people are during the game or not at all. Um, so it was nice, like throughout the game being like, oh my God, that's who you are. And realizing that I knew them through either like 10 years ago, five years ago, whenever, and just nice, like reconnecting with people. Um, that has been like through, as you said before, too, like the different org stages and generations. So that was a nice, like rewarding thing for this all-star game in particular compared to others.
0: Yeah, I think the one thing that truly, like, embodies Euro is that we do draw, like, I'm sure you've noticed, like, through talking to people, like, we do draw, like, an older school crowd in terms of, like, uh, and not only in terms of, like, how long we've been orging, but also um, just literal age gap difference. Our youngest players were Tommy and Kel. They were 19. Our oldest player, although she unfortunately couldn't really join us here in the Balkans, yeah. Cindy, I don't know if you know, she was 75 years old.
1: Yeah, I actually played with Cindy before. I'm pretty sure. Um,
0: I think we all have. She's literally been doing this yeah. since these games were played on MSN Messenger in 2001. She is the oldest of old school. Like, It doesn't get much more old school than MSN Messenger yeah. chat rooms. Like,
1: oh yeah, now that you said that, I remember playing a game in MSN Messenger. Oh One my of my god. first games, I, yeah. Oh
0: my god. I, I, I think I,
1: it was a mole game.
0: Oh my God! One, my first win was a mole game.
1: <laughs> Maybe it was the same one. I don't remember. No, no on, I a, no, song, I, I won. I, I won the mole, so it wasn't the same.
0: <laughs> you know, my my first or win was a mole when I won a mole game as a, as Christina Aguilera of all people. Um, but you know, just to, not to go on too long a tangent here. But one thing uh, I'm going to shade one of my one of my good friends, even though uh, her name is Scarlett. but she's. 18 years old, she lives in Brunei, and I met her in, uh, in Good and Evil 13. If you really want to feel old, Natalie, uh, when I talked to her, she mentioned me one day, she said, you know, she, she was 17 at the time, and I mentioned to her one day we were just shooting shit, and I was like, oh, yeah, like, I'm so old. Like, I remember when Britney Spears or Christina Aguilera were your, were your age, and she deadpan stops, and she goes, well, wait a minute. She goes... I, I know who Britney Spears is, but who's that other person you mentioned? And I was just like, make it stop. Make it stop right now. Make it stop. Like, could you imagine? Yeah. It's just like one of those moments. But yeah, I didn't I didn't know that you've been playing as long as uh, MSN Messenger. I can't wait to like Kel and Tommy, like Kel especially, because I, I think Tommy knows that MSN Messenger is, but I don't know if Kel does. can't wait for Kel to listen to this and be like, what the fuck are these two talking about? Like, I know. <laughs> aim MSN messenger we're gonna have we're gonna have icq and yahoo messenger make a cameo at some point here like G- uh, oh, geo cities and jp's interview made a cameo we talked about Remember Cities?
1: i didn't i don't think i ever did geocities it could have no, but I, I, don't, I don't remember
0: i never org on Cities, but i definitely had a couple geocities sites when i was like 12 so it's just like like I said, we draw an older crowd here. Uh, I know Sue and I jokingly called it the org retirement home, but hey, it's, uh, it's yeah. what it is. And uh, I'm actually, I'm actually, I don't know about you, but I, I'm sure you enjoyed that aspect where, like, you know, you talk to a lot of people who were, you know, older because you join a lot of orgs now, and a lot of the people are like, you know, 19, 20 years old. And well, that's not a bad thing, like, you know we're all you know when when you're in a stage of your life that like you know you are and i am or i you know i'm i'm with a partner we're trying to work on living together you and your fiance do live together you know you you have your careers it's it's sometimes hard to find common ground now with like the newer orders it
1: is sure
0: and i'm sure that you had those moments in this game where it was like i don't know what to talk to you about like yep
1: yeah. but yeah it was nice having a lot of um People around—I'm not going to say older—people around my age um, to talk to in this game. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I mean that's like I said, we draw an older school crowd, but we're, you know, we're down to seven people now. Um, if you saw it tonight, Kasey won immunity, sent Adam to exile island. Um, so at this point, you know, how do you see the rest of this panning out? Who do you think when we get to Saturday night and that final immunity challenge? Who do you see sitting in that final three right now, and who do you hope is sitting there?
1: Um, I do hope it's Jen, Kaser, and Ian because I think they deserve it. If one of them doesn't, then I hope it's Myra. Myra, however you say it. Uh, Just because I think they have been consistently trying and have been in the forefront for a lot of things. So... I think they deserve it the most. Uh, What I think's gonna happen, so let's see. It's potentially that Myra's voted out this round, Um, but maybe Jen is gonna push for J-Hud, but I don't know if that was all a lie uh, or if that was genuine with her wanting J-Hud out. I, I think it's genuine, but I'm not sure if she would go for it now. Um, but I guess that's my prediction, is one of those two, J-Hud or Myra, being eliminated next.
0: Yeah, I guess we'll find out in very short order. Their votes are due 9 o'clock tomorrow. But now we're really, Natalie, if you if you look at it now, now is the time, because it's Tuesday night at the time of this recording. So If you thought it was getting whirlwind when you were there, now it's really going to get whirlwind because tomorrow night is the Final 7 Tribal Council. The Final 6 Immunity Challenge, which means the Final 6 Tribal Council is Thursday. And the Final 5 Immunity Challenge starts right after that. Final 5 Immunity Challenge is due Friday. Rites of Passage goes up on Thursday night as well once the Final 6 Tribal is over. Um, And then Saturday, Final 5 Tribal Council is done. And then immediately after Tribal Council, the Final Immunity Challenge is done live on Slack with a live tribal council and tiebreaker if needed to follow. And then Saturday night. So right now we have seven people in the game as of this, as of this moment. And by Saturday night, we're going to have our final three.
1: Yeah, that is crazy. So, I'm kind of glad gonna... now I'm not in it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I mean, you say that, but I, I mean, I'm not were... glad, but. I was about to say, if you say that, but, like, I know you, and I know that, like, if, if you were in there, you would just basically be, like, you would probably have told Anthony, it's, like, I'm barricading myself in this yeah. room. You're going to have to deal with it. Yeah. It's, like, I'm getting there. Because if you had survived that double, I could have seen you doing just that. I could have seen you literally be, like, I'm doing two things, I'm doing three things for so the next day. Is I'm eating, I'm working, and I'm getting through to the end of this game. I'm not dying now. Because you're just that kind of person, like you just don't quit. You keep scratching and clawing, and it's one of the reasons why you are forever a Euro Survivor legend. And one of my personal favorites, because like I said, I'm the same way. I mean, you know, from her first hand, you played against me when I was Andrea and Can You Survive. Like, I was, I, I'm, you know, I don't know if you remember, but like that was the same thing. It was literally like, yeah, I literally like moved mountains to keep my ass in that game. So we both have that mentality of like. You're going to have to drag me out of here, kicking and screaming. I'm not going to just go like, and not. So I could have seen if you got to that final ten, just like going balls to the wall. Um, and I also admire, uh, for those who don't know, I find it—I find it very endearing that you're still in your confessional, trying to solve that Yugoslavia idol. It's like your white whale or something. Yeah. And for the record, like someone about... has found it, so
1: yeah. it is a... I, I assumed that was long gone. Yeah.
0: But you're like, no, I want to know what it is. killing you, isn't
1: yeah. it? Yeah. I just like the puzzles, too. So I'm like, I just want to solve the rest of them.
0: Speaking of puzzles, um, so I'm kind of wondering, obviously, how do I mean, you seem to really enjoy the challenges this season? What what challenge was your favorite, and which challenge was the most brutally difficult for you?
1: Um, Let's see. Uh, the most brutal challenge was definitely the um, the tag one or whatever it's called.
0: The relay race, yes.
1: Yeah, that one was. Um, but it was also rewarding because it was like I thought we were going to lose. So then having that like pause and then we were kind of ahead and then the other team we just kind of stopped. It was very like rewarding. I was like. At that time, I was like, I should have gone to bed two hours ago. Like, this is pointless. As you said, I never stop and give up. So it was a nice, rewarding feeling to be like, oh, I'm glad I stayed up until 3 a.m. because we ended up winning. And now, now I can go to sleep and not have to worry about tribal council. Uh, so that was probably definitely the most challenging. Uh, I liked a lot of them. Obviously, I liked... Um, the confessional one because I won that one. So it was my first individual immunity win. Um and I I like puzzles, so I like that. I, I just love like that those type of challenges. So even like the hangman one I enjoyed. So there's a lot of them I enjoyed. The posting one also was annoying because I'm perfectionist. So the fact that I missed a divisible by seven number still annoys me i felt so well, i'm better than that
0: i felt so bad because I could, I could see it i was like she thinks she's done and she yeah. did not get and i i i was even like i could i could feel like the like the like, i could i could like, i could feel like the laughing energy too when you realized that i told you it was like you forgot 35 and you were like yeah somehow in my head i forgot that 35 was divisible by 7 and i could tell you were just like how did i miss that like of all the things yeah. Because like even though that one was probably the most like arduous to do, because like if you missed a second, you had to wait a whole minute to get the next one. So like it took a long time. Like like from in terms of the straight like math perspective, it was probably the easiest one to do because it was just like as yeah, long yeah. as you remember your times tables from like elementary school, you're going to be able to do this one without having to think.
1: Um, and I like wrote it out in Excel. So like I wrote out all the potential minutes or seconds that I would post on, and then I like organized the order of the questions to make it make most efficient. So like having all the same fruits together. uh, So that way I wouldn't have to like copy and paste um, more and waste time where I can just copy whatever fruit and then continue with that throughout. So I I had like, I thought I had a great strategy because I didn't have to do math live um, so that's where my problem was, was I just typed seven fourteen twenty one twenty eight, and then 42. And then I just kept looking at that rather than thinking and realizing.
0: You're missing 35. something. <laughs> yeah, you're missing one there. Um, so I was going to get, so, okay, so there's one other question I have to ask you before we start wrapping up. And this is more of a personal question, but I do want to know. So, were you joking or were you serious when you wrote in episode eight, you know what I'm talking about, when that infamous The Climb challenge came up, which I know that you personally I can only imagine a look on your face when you saw that you must have been like, No, God no, please no, not this. Um, but you wrote in your confessional and I quote, I still have dreams about like that painstaking challenge of that night, like was that exaggerating or do you still actually like have you actually had dreams about it in the last five years?
1: Um, I would say it's exaggeration, but also fact, I wouldn't say like recently I dreamt about it, but a little bit after that, I definitely like, would still think about that and be like, that sucked. Uh, but yeah, definitely not like continuously throughout my That's life. Good. That, I, I don't
0: yeah. want to be responsible for someone's psychiatric bills. I really no. I, I know that I can be very, like, almost sadistic sometimes in my jokes with you guys. I I, mean, I I think, I think to toot my own horn, I think I probably banter with my players more than most hosts do. And I definitely, like, you know, throw it back in your face sometimes. But I would never want to, like, be responsible for somebody's, like, recurring nightmare, okay? So I felt like, I was like, wow, that made me feel really bad. Um, but, yeah, it was definitely a moment. Um, and the, the, I think the saddest thing to this day about that, that Climb Challenge is literally... I made that challenge with the idea in mind that if one of these tribes is down nine to three, there's no way they will let themselves lose this.
1: Lose. hmm
0: And y'all <laughs> still lost it. I was like, this is the closest thing to a rig I can do for you guys. Okay? Literally just has to come down to do you want it or not? And that's why I mean I felt horrible for you guys. I felt horrible for Cody because obviously like he, he yeah did, like he did like three hundred and sixty something. I think he did like 362 and you did 365 or something it was really cool yeah
1: something like two. that yeah
0: and then jasmine did like 40 and yeah i could i could just imagine you wanted to like jump to the screen and wring her scrawny neck when you saw that score just be like i did not yep. just spend half a day doing this mundane horrible bullshit for you to not do this i mean i can only imagine um so now a more fun question as we, we're wrapping up the interview. And I'm glad you had such a good time here. You're definitely, like I said, you are truly, even if your your placements are 8th and ninth, placement is definitely not anything. You are truly, I hope you know, you are Euro Survivor royalty in my mind. So is Dorothy. Both of you are. Um, yeah. And uh, so with that said, it might be an easy question, but through two seasons, you played 28 rounds. You went to... A ridiculous amount of tribal councils. I definitely lost count by some at this point. So I always ask this to every interviewer: um, What do you think, Natalie Anderson, the one woman army? I think it kind of answers itself, but I'll ask you to maybe give an answer anyway. What, what do you think Natalie's legacy through two seasons of Euro Survivor is? What do you think people would think when they think of Natalie's run through two seasons here?
1: Yeah, I think similar to what you said, um, that basically the tenacity and even though I was kind of like one, one woman army both times, but in different ways, the first time was literally being alone and this time, like not really having a, a core group. So I did have to navigate myself through the game, even though there's maybe a few people I was trying to navigate with. Um, so that you even if you feel like you don't have people to rely on or things look bleak or meek or whatever um you can find a way to make it through i would
0: agree i mean truly you know one woman army will always you know have that title and you know for now your story is complete but maybe it's a semicolon not a colon because i am or not a not a period i should say because we are going to continue this series for a long time i thought i was going to end it here but i despite the fact that um despite the fact that i'm exhausted from hosting this because even though like it's just hosting you know to, to run around over 35 of you let me tell you it's tiring so Um, You know, I thought for a long time this would be the end of it, but I decided I wanted to continue. Um, So, you know, perhaps uh, perhaps your story to quote the great Natasha Bedingfield is still unwritten. I hope you see what I did there. Um, Yeah. very clever. Great song, by the way. Um, You know, hopefully some point down the road, you know, obviously we we don't know the future holds, but um, I can't imagine that you would end this season and go, you know, if I get another chance down the road, I won't take it. You know what I mean?
1: Yep, yeah, definitely not. I would definitely well, like be to open to future depending on my life at that moment yeah, in time. That's always the
0: great equalizer. And again, um, you know, if 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 Anthony ever listens to this, you know, it's in good fun. Like we are I'm sure you're glad to though be able to go back and like truly spend time with him. i I I I do wanna go out to I know he's not gonna listen to this or whatever, but I do want to go on record too that I appreciate that he was a good sport about this and you know didn't make didn't seem to because really, you told me yourself and i know it's probably a little bit sharing kind of personal details but you literally told me you were like i hope you know you told me like two months before the story like i hope you know i'm going to play but my fiance hates you for it yeah is what you said like I, yeah and, and it, it was semi-joking because it was a funny moment yeah. um can you tell us the very first day when you checked in what your fiance did, his reaction when he saw that you were on the board and it started?
1: Yeah, he said, oh, this again. Yeah. <sighs> or here we go again or something like that. I forget exactly.
0: I think uh, you told me he said he just he took one look at the board. And he said, OK, bye for like six weeks.
1: Oh, yeah, that too. Yeah.
0: Well, again, I do hope you know, and please relate to him, that I, as the host, am very thankful for his patience and for, you know, not, for being a good sport about it and even like asking you about it and stuff. Because I was always, like I said, I don't, I also, I don't want to be the reason for someone's psychiatric bills, and I also don't want to be the reason for like tension in someone's relationship. So, you know, I wanted to, you know, I'm glad to hear that he was a good sport about it. And, um, you know, I, I do hope that. He's glad to have you back, but that we're very glad that you played. And so our last question for you uh, before we hang up is, I do this with every person who interviews. Um, if you could pick a song, it's probably going to be a tenacity-related song, but I figured I would ask you anyway. I mean, you came so close to winning that music challenge, so it's apropos I'm going to ask you this. If you had to pick a song that would define your journey through five years, two seasons, and 28 episodes of Euro Survivor, what encompasses Natalie's story? What song should I close this interview out with?
1: I would say "Survivor" by Destiny's Child.
0: Fuck yes, I love it. Yes, I'm so happy right now. I cannot wait to upload this and put that in. Like I am, I'm here for that. Uh, and that even though I'm not sure. the sole
1: survivor, I am a survivor.
0: No, you definitely are a survivor. You survived a lot to get as far as you did both seasons and like you said, you know, the rest is still. I'm probably going to use Unwritten as the intro track after that conversation. Yeah. So, you know, it's just uh, you definitely brought it every time and any final thoughts before we out here into into the Belgrade night.
1: Uh, just thank you for getting us all together and giving me an opportunity to play another org whether it's my last one or not who knows but um i had a great time thank you for putting up with me and everyone else i'm sure everyone else was worse than i i was but awesome. still, yeah yeah still it's put up with all of us uh, and for giving me a reason to reconnect with people who i haven't in a while and to meet new people who i hope to stay connected with
0: yes for sure and you know, thank you again natalie for listening for natalie and for everyone else here at the departure gate podcast this has been yet another episode from, 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 from some part of the with the one
1: But I'm stronger You thought that I'd be broke without you But I'm richer You thought that I'd be sad without you I love harder thought I wouldn't grow without you Now I'm wiser Thought that I'd be helpless without you But
0: I'm better than that I'm not gonna blast you I'm a radio